This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is Neil Hamburger. Hey, uh, I I don't know if you podcast people even watch the news, but uh, it's a real catastrophe right now in the Philippines. They had a horrible typhoon, and it's, it's just a goddamn mess. Those folks need assistance. So Tim Heidecker and myself put together a little six-minute track, an exclusive MP3 titled Taco Bell Apple Tree, which Tim and I will send out to anyone who donates $10 or more to one of the many legit organizations offering relief down there. Go to feralaudio.com for all the details on how you can help. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. It's a pretty good episode so far. Seven seconds into it. I'm here with Marina. You hear that laughter? That's Almost. Me. That's Marina Franklin who's here. That was my stage laugh. That's your stage phony laugh. That's when you're like, oh, God, I should just laugh right here because he wants to He wants to hear laughter. What's going on, Marina? You just went to the, you know, you went to the gym. Yeah. A lot of my guests come straight from the gym. During the day, yeah. yeah, that's what we do because we don't have anything to do. What do you do all day? Everyone asks me. That. If I don't do what I just did, which was go to the gym and box, I'll just sit actually in front of my computer and wonder what I'm supposed to be doing. You feel like, yeah, like the computer, somewhere in this computer is something. That, <laughs> there's a future. There's a tweet I can send. <laughs> there's a mass email I can send. Something. I fixed my website. I looked at your website. It looked good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, did you do it yourself? I had some help. I have a friend, uh, actually a cousin, not really, a relative. Uh-huh. He's close. He's married to someone that was married to someone in my family. Yeah, he's he's not your cousin. But I, so I don't know how to introduce him to people. But he's really good. By his name. I would just go by his name. You know what? I forgot that. But um, it's Bright Plum or something like that. That's... <laughs> Are you already plugging your, your 18th cousin's web design company? You're right, Plum. Uh, web development. And so he helped me with it. And it's pretty easy. So. Yeah? Yeah, it looks nice. You're the first one who got me started on my website. Yeah, I have it. A... Did you know that? Really? I told you to have you a You told me to go to register.com, which I did do. Really? But you're, you've since oh, left registered. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. tell you to register your name, right? Yes, you did. I... That's good. You, did. you also told me to get Miles. Like when I oh my God. I talk about Miles on the show all the time. You People do? are very excited that you introduced the topic. Oh, so you've yeah. been getting your Miles? Yeah, I've been. Let's talk you, about. You've it. got me started on the Miles and my website. So wow, that was all you. I'm a real great guy. Do you um, <laughs> what? Do you have status with any of the airlines? Um, I used to have status with United or oh, that's formerly Continental. Yeah. But I lost them because I didn't fly enough in that calendar year. And I couldn't figure yeah, out a trip. You get all excited when you have the gold status or the silver status. And then you're like, oh, my God, if I don't get this next year, I'm yeah. just back in the long, oh, it's long line. horrible. They don't like you when I you're know. no longer... Ugh. 
And they put you in the, when you get on the plane, it's three, four, group four, five, and we don't care. Yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> fly Southwest awful. ever? No, well, no I, I will not do it. I'm not into their little corralling thing. And they're excited, and they annoy yeah, me, I don't want and they jokes. have jokes. I actually got into it one year with a woman. Did you really? Yeah. Let's because, hear about um, <laughs> Well, I was not in a good mood. I was flying because I was you know, going home for like a funeral, and... She was my cousin works for Southwest, so I should actually pump it up. But and he's he always gives me buddy passes. Oh yeah, you but should. I never use them because really? I'm like I'd rather not fly free. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, really? Because well, I'm your buddy. <laughs> no, the buddy pass means like especially during the winter times. If you fly, if the plane does not go, guess what? They don't care about you. Oh, it's like a standby seat. thing. Standby. It's like if there's an empty seat, we'll let your friends who was a friend of a friend. Uh huh. And what I didn't know was you're supposed to act a certain way. I was so angry. <laughs> you know, argue with the flight attendants. Oh, I it? argued. I what said, were you Excuse arguing me, about? I need to get on this plane. He goes, No, you don't, because you're a buddy pass. And I go, What does that mean? And I didn't know. Oh. It meant they don't. You are space available. Space available, and we're doing a favor for your whoever your cousin is. And I was furious. I ended up staying in the pl- in the airport for hours. I were missed we, two flights. And you were going to a uh, Chicago. Oh, for a few uh, twelve hours. Oh, well, no, that that was the next, you know, oh, okay. but so anyway, I get on, this is a separate thing. I get on the Southwest and, um, the woman is like, hi, hi, yeah. <laughs> you know, they start with their jokes yeah. that aren't funny and, um, they're like, Hey, we're got it. We're going to Chicago. Maybe cold, maybe not, you know? And, uh, I was just like, Oh God, please stop. And she was so happy. She goes, she was so like giddy and making jokes. And I go, can I go to the bathroom? You know, because we, we'd have been in the air for a while and no one had said it in the seatbelt. Yeah, I know. And she goes, I mean, I can't really tell you, but you could do. I said, well, then what do you want to do? Do you want to tell me or do you not want to tell me? And her smile just like dropped. She's like, ma'am, I just said, I can't tell you. But I said, so what is it? Which one do you want to do? I've noticed that lately. I think the what it is with that is like there's a point where they have to advise you. You can't get up to go to the bathroom. Yes. But if you say, I have to go to the bathroom, <clears throat> they can't stop you from going to the bathroom. Exactly. But she had all her jokes. There's This was a long time ago because right. I can't remember jokes. the exact jokes that she peppered that with. But she she put in her stupid. So I and I was not in the mood. And she, she was just so thrown by me. Um, like I ruined her whole Right. world and like then she was extra nice to people around me like see they enjoy me <laughs> they like my jokes they like my humor why don't you like my humor do you think you gave her the amount of grief that she deserved or were you like too mean to her I was too mean to her but I didn't care at that point <laughs> I really didn't I hated all of all of the jokes I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. I think this is a after September 11th thing where they want to relax people about flying. But, ugh. You got to have some really good jokes. You got to have some real... And people were... And what was making it making me angrier was that there were people on the plane enjoying this bad humor. I've actually had a few flight attendants make me laugh. There was one, I think it was JetBlue, where she said, uh, we have... Uh, I don't remember. She said... We have headsets. They're only two dollars, and then, and when you put them on and listen, you're going to realize why. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, she was like, "All right, we have shit headphones for sale." I thought it was fun. <laughs> that is pretty. She probably good. doesn't work there anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that I was, was like, good. And I always wonder when they, if they come up with their own jokes or if there's like, if you went on enough flights, you'd hear the same. Like hack, if they're like hacks. Huh. Are there sky hacks? Oh, that's hilarious. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to fly Southwest, I'm so writing, I don't want to find I'm out. I'm writing a great bit. Why do they They just let people bum rush onto the plane like, okay, get on. Well, now you spend an extra, you know, they corral you. But now if you spend an extra 12 bucks, which is worth it, they move you up maybe to the first group. It's just. And then, you know what? It's, it's really uncomfortable is that situation. You find out who's racist and who's. <laughs> Like I don't want you to sit next to me. You can just see it. Really? It's like it's like you just can feel that people don't want. When I get, I'm like, oh god, this person looks like they never want to sit next to a black person ever. They okay. might also might. That they might be, be racist. They head. also might not want to sit next to anyone. That's true. That's probably it's probably in my head. But you're absolutely because there are right. those 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 sort of seat hoggy people. Hey, I'll just put my coat down and uh, and it's you'll just, just yeah, not ask awkward. me about the seat. It's so it's because it you have that little moment where you have that exchange with, of a polite smile where the person hates you for sitting in their row, you know. It ain't is, their row. It ain't their row. It's but. my row. <laughs> it's my row. I want to be like a superstar and buy like the whole row. Buy the whole. Just row. be like these guys. <laughs> I once met a guy though on with that a whole experience on Southwest when I kept getting bumped, and that guy. Is a stranger. He lives in Islip or something. And um, I was telling him, like, as I was going to Chicago about why I was going there. And we became really close on that flight. And then, like, even to this, that was like five years ago. Even to this day, he texts me, how are you? How, really? Happy Thanksgiving. Like, Merry Christmas. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and he's like, you remember the guy from South I'm the guy from, from seat 9J and... <laughs> You thought I was going to sit in 8J, but then I moved to 9J and started talking to you? <laughs> that guy. It's that guy. And the guy, remember the only guy on a plane you've ever given your phone number to? It's that guy. <laughs> so where have you traveled to lately? Ooh, well, this has been a busy past. November was busy. Where'd you go? I don't usually travel that much, but I went to, um, I did Princeton. Oh, really? Yeah, I love saying it. I did Princeton. I did a show there. It was great. I did the Charter Club. Did you do the Charter Club? No, that sounds hoity-toity. It was hoity-toity. It was like a private party? Yeah, kind of like they were... It was like they had their chants going on and, you know. So the girl, she selects comedians for them. They eat. They're like a food... Uh, their charter club is like their their thing is they eat they go out and they eat it gives them a reason yeah that's a weird campus that it's like different from it's very serious oh it got weird too so how was the show so it was like all these rich it was this food fraternity kind of thing yeah and you're right rich yeah because what happened we got there and the woman actually can I say this I go how have you had shows before she said yeah well we have one comic but it didn't. It kind of ended weird. Um, they because they they said in the contract there may be heckling, and when I read that, I, I called my manager right away and I said, "Can we deal with this? Like before I get yeah, there?" Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird thing to be. Yeah. We we wanted in writing that our audiences are rude. <laughs> 
rather than doing something about our rude audiences and telling them how to act, we want to let you know that we might be rude to you. Yeah. And we want you to sign. I mean, it's probably better than if they didn't put that in there and they knew it. Yeah. So. So I said, can we address this? Because um, I. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. So I'm doing a college right. at 11 o'clock at night that where they, may heckle. Where they're warning you that they're heckling and they're, they've had seven hours to drink. Yes. Or all day to drink. And it's and the Princeton Charter Club. And I'm thinking, okay, this could be bad. I mean, I don't know. Is it all guys? I have no idea why they want a black woman at 11 o'clock at night to be funny. Made me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, hmm. So I, let me get an opener. <laughs> so I did that. I had a guy go with me. And they did address. The girl said, no, she's, it's not going to be a problem. They're just drinking. They're just going to have some food. But it's not. They just. But then when I got there, she said, yeah, the last comedian had a little bit of a difficult time. He was doing great. And then he did a, a rape joke. And it didn't go good. I go, was it a funny rape joke? She goes, no. They they didn't give him a chance because someone shouted out, rape, not funny. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. So she's like, you should be fine. You would think someone from Princeton could form a better sentence than rape, not funny. (laughs) Right? Rape, no funny, not good. (laughs) So I get up there. I'm doing pretty well, actually. Great audience. I mean, I'm having more fun with them because they're drunk and they're, you know, but they look they're all controllable like, drunk. They're control and they're so you could tell socially awkward and right. just like nerds, like really smart, hoity-toity, like you said, but drunk and interesting. One guy looked like he could run for president any day, and you know, but they were having a great time. One girl hated me; was just mean face mugging me. My holes, like I'm on stage, I'm having fun, but I see this one face, just yeah. mean mugging me. Yeah, and I don't know, and I'm and I'm still talking, but I'm thinking inside my head, what's wrong with this? This girl does not like me. What is wrong with her? Right. So eventually, she gets up and she goes, and I go, oh my god, I'm so glad she left. That girl hated me, or what was... And then the girl in front of her, she goes, yeah, and she was talking about every single joke that you did. She was like, don't like that joke. Don't like that one. And I go, well, we don't... Does she she matter? And then there was this mumbling around in the crowd, and they go, actually... uh." And I go, well... She's the one who booked you there? Oh, she does matter. No, she's not the one who booked me, but I assumed... I said, is her... I said, what is it? Why don't you go... You know how they don't answer you? Yeah, it's because they're... Secret society or something. Yeah, they were like, I go, tell me, what is it? I go, is her, does her father have money? And the guy goes, you're getting warm. I go, oh, so she does. And then this other row of girls go, you don't have to worry about her at all. I go, oh, you have more money. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And they go, like, yes, we do. So you don't have to worry. That's about nice her. that they had your back. They did. They had my back completely. Like, so what if she has, so what if her, like, what are they going to Oh, about? she stormed out. Well, it shouldn't be a problem paying me then since you're so rich. What? I go into this horrible mindset of what comics she would like though. Right. While, while that was happening, I was like, maybe if I've been more like maybe Amy Schumer, maybe she wants that brand. Maybe I, you know, like what is, am I disappointing her? Does she think she was coming? And I'm but I mean, I get weird. Yeah, I know that, but there's also like, 
who acts like that? If I sat there and I was watching a comedian I didn't like, I wouldn't be like, I don't like that joke. I don't like that joke. I don't like. I would sit there and I would get through it. And if they looked at me, I would smile at them. Like I wouldn't sit there. Oh, she. Like, she just was, like she's an entitled. It was the weirdest thing. It's like kind of like Carrie. Remember in Carrie, the like old version where they're all laughing and then there's that one face. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, I I try not to. Uh, well. That sometimes it's just you can't. It's just like a magnet. It keeps bringing you back. You're like, what is? But I've also had people who seem like they're miserable, and then they come up to you after. Like, that was really great. I did a show in South Bend, Indiana once, and there was a woman like that just staring at me the whole time. Just like, oh, I was like, and I was just like, wow, she's not enjoying this. <laughs> and then at the end, I'm selling my CD. She walks up, she goes. Give me four. Wow. <laughs> I, like, I don't think I've ever since then sold four CDs to one person. <laughs> and I was like, really? You want to choose? Yeah. She goes, I just got my tax, you know, refund. Well, give me four. <laughs> okay. Here's four. And I wish I would have known. I went to you. Man, you are. I wouldn't have been so distracted by your frowning, awful face. But I have a terrible audience face also. But I, I wouldn't sit there going, I'm leaving. At least she left that awful one. Yeah, she left, and then what was funny was another girl started to leave, and I said, "You don't like me either." She goes, "Oh no, oh no!" And then they all laughed about that, and then she sat back down. I go, "No, you can leave if you want." And then um, I started doing my jokes, and then she ran out, and I said, "Oh my god, is it that bad? You're escaping. You have to escape my show, and it's cold outside." They're like, "Hey." <laughs> There's so much great fun to do in Princeton, New Jersey, so I'm going to go find something else to do. Well, it turns out she had to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. I felt bad. She, well, she, she should have said something. She should have. She, she took the said, cold I gotta go to route, too. Go to the bathroom. Oh, oh, my God. But it was still, it was it was an experience. I mean, and then afterwards, like, all of these, like, very proper, socially awkward guys who were like, we really enjoyed your show. That's really great what you're doing. Like, you plan to go further with this? Or, oh. like, I thought your humor was really good. And like, so, yeah, I'm going to do the Harvard Charter Club next. <laughs> he said, who's your favorite comedian? Who do you look up to? Right. Who are your influences? <laughs> At least they're being nice. But, yeah, I know. It's very just, cute. Yeah. How long did you have to do? I did an hour. An hour? Mm-hmm. An hour is such a long time, man. It is, but it feels okay when it's... I mean, with her gone, it got better. Yeah, sometimes one person leaves and it's just like, oh, yeah. everyone can relax now. <laughs> but we... Because those situations, it's hard to like... It's be tempted to like talk about her for the next 25 minutes. But then you're like, what? Well, she doesn't deserve to no. hijack 25 minutes of my... No. I did, it did help, though. It did take away, like, you know, the time. It did chip away at the time, though, just acknowledging that whole situation. Yeah. And it made it fun. I mean, because they were a lot of fun. And um, and then afterwards, she was she did stick around because this was her, this was their event. Where was she going to go? Yeah. Where, I mean, oh, and she did leave with, like, I guess her girl. Like, they, it, you know, it was like the scarlet letter. Like, she was like Abigail. You know, she had her little girl, and they were going to, like, tell someone, report. Right, and her girl know. probably didn't want to leave, but she's like, I always do what she says. Yes, that's exactly what they look like. And she then, paid for my latte today, so I <laughs> can't believe I made a latte joke. So they, so they, as I was walking out the door, she was standing there just kind of, like, looking like. Yeah, you should have gotten right in her face. I said, thank you very oh, you much. Did? 
And she was because she was with the guys that just said we really loved your show, and they oh, all good. they all applauded me as oh, I was. Good. And I go, oh, thank you very much, especially you. And then I, I laughed. That was as good as I get. That's good, and it sounds like she's probably known as a nightmare. Yeah, and that's she's like a bummer. It was like it was weird because no one could exactly say it. Even the woman who actually booked me, she was like, I enjoyed you a lot, and. We won't get into her. So there's the girl has a story, but she's but they they somehow she's manipulating the room. Like there was something like where they couldn't exactly tell me what her problem was. I probably would have completely abandoned my set to find out what her deal was. I got to know what her deal is. It could be just that he's she's her father's a big donor or a professor maybe. Yeah, I I still want to know. I still want to if she's out there. If you're out there, woman who we're talking about, because I'm sure you listen to comedy podcasts, if you give me $10,000, I'll cut this part out. But <laughs> identify yourself. Yeah, I've done... Sh- Princeton's a weird campus, but I mean, I did a show there that was really good, but I used to do that Catch Rising Star in Princeton. Oh, yeah. Have you done that? Right. No, I never did that. You never did that? Uh-uh. How do you know? How did you uh-uh. not I never do that? did. I, someone told me, you'd be good there, but no one ever booked me. You'd be good there. What does that even mean? I know. Well, it's a comedy club and a comedian. Yeah, it sounds like it might be a good match. <laughs> they do comedy shows there? You do comedy shows. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe you guys should... Uh... So, did, was the... Uh, I'm not asking you how much, but did the Princeton day good money? good enough. It was, it wasn't great, but no, it wasn't, it was good enough. And they got a hotel room. No, uh -uh. no hotel, no hotel. No, I had an opener drive me and drive me back. Yeah. Damn. Damn, bro. Damn. Oh, I sound like someone we know. Um, so then what happened after that? Oh, she texts me the girl who booked the show. uh, As I was on the road, she goes, everyone really enjoyed the show. So that was nice. That's good. But the week after, do you know, like I kept feeling like she was in the audience like that mean mug face like I would do it I did another show and I saw someone it, it stayed with me like I, I was on stage and then I was like oh that person doesn't they're doing what she did I think a lot it's of a the times thing. is that people don't even think that you see or like I can do whatever I want out here and no one's gonna he's, they yeah. don't even know that they don't even see me well, I've sat in the audience before, and I and I was like, "Oh, this is what it's like." Yeah. The pressure of making sure they feel the performer feels comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I once went to uh, Conan O'Brien when he had that tour. He did that tour at Radio City, and I I pulled some strings, <laughs> and I got tickets, and they were like second row at Radio City. And I was wow. like, part of me was like, "Oh man, I don't want him," because I don't have like a gregarious, big smiley face when I'm watching show. Even if I like a show, yeah. I'm not like slapping my knees. Oh, just I couldn't like, imagine you doing that. I was like, that. I was self-conscious. Like, oh man, I really got to turn on the smiles. <laughs> second round. See, and you're slapping your knee though. I'd pay for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot of, not a lot of knee slapping in my life. Well, so that was Princeton. Where else did you go? And then I went to central Missouri for another college. Central. I feel like I was just. In, I was in Missouri somewhere, Maryville, Missouri. Oh, was it good? It was definitely not Princeton. 
yeah. it was definitely not as smart the audience you know that was the thing was I was like which one do I like more and I was like I definitely enjoyed myself more at Princeton because this audience was just like I don't get it like and they were really young it's getting harder for me like I want to do more colleges hint hint college bookers but there is that whole thing where you're like Hey, uh, so I was looking for an apartment. Oh, you guys don't look for apartments. Yeah. Like your parents pay for apartments. Or maybe that's not a good example. But things where you're just like, that they, don't even, they don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I go back into older material that I don't want to do ever. And I, I hate myself while I'm doing it. But they tend to connect to it. Um, but lately, which was interesting, is my newer material I found they have been getting. So, but this particular school, no, they were. How many people there. were there? Um, I would say maybe a hundred of them, maybe, maybe. And it was very. It was. It was a more of a. Uh, there was more black students in this audience. This is the most black audience I've had at a college. Mm-hmm. So there were the black students who did not get me, and then there were the black students who were like, "We absolutely get you." <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't just get you. We get you on a level that you've never been gotten before. <laughs> Was it, um, did you have to do an hour there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no they, and no they opener? Was, no opener. Just An opener is always good because it, you can kind of see. What's going on. Yeah, like, okay, they're, they're a crowd that listens and they're laughing. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of relaxes you a little bit. Yeah. Going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they, I always try to make it like. Can we just do uh, 45, maybe? Yeah. They, they're like, nah. They, and they, uh, when I bring an opener, they say, you know, you still have to do the full 60. And I'm like, why? I'm so rigid. Like, how about if it's terrible? Do you want me to still do the full 60? What about <laughs> yeah. if your audience is hating every second of it? You want me to still do the full hour? <laughs> I can't do 45, 50? No. no. Good to the hour. We paid for but an I hour. Also, sometimes they don't even... I feel like you could walk off after 15 minutes and they don't even... No. No. Colleges are... They're either the most unorganized shows ever or like seven people come pick you up at the airport. But quite often they're just like... That exchange too is so... It's the same girl that picks me up for colleges. They're like, oh, hi. Oh, we're so excited to have you. And... What was or your they're name again? Just very, yeah, they're very like, or they just like, oh, well, we just got like a lot of snow last yeah, week. And, and we only made one poster and we <laughs> we put it in a place where no one walks by. <laughs> yeah, we just thought the one poster would do it and it's not listed in the paper and we didn't do any promotion and uh, there's going to be four people here and we're going to give you a crazy amount of money. <laughs> They did that to me at University of Illinois, which is my alma mater, and they didn't even put my face on the flyer. Oh, I did University of Florida, and it's really just, I mean, the show was fine, but they were like, it was like they couldn't. Pull it together at It's all. like, I might, they might as well have said, Todd, you're in charge of doing the show, and also, you might as well bring your own mic, and uh, I mean, it was, wow. they didn't say bring your own mic, but I walked <laughs> in, and they were, uh, like, there was literally one sign that I saw. And it was in like a glass case with like a thirty-six point font. And it's like, wow, I can't believe this. Didn't, this really looks like some exciting event is about. It's like how they would announce like a meeting of some club or something. Yeah. What, but you were telling. So you went to Illinois. Where did you go to school? University of Illinois. In Chicago. Urbana-Champaign. Oh, I did a show in Urbana. You did? Yeah, but did, not at the school. Not the college. No, some club there. 
There's a club there? It was a rock club. Oh. Mm. Then I took the mega bus to... Uh, oh, that bus. Minneapolis. or some place that was 90 minutes away. You took away. a mega... I can't see you on a mega bus. It was great. I don't remember where I was going next. Oh, I went from Chicago to Urbana on a mega bus. Oh, okay, yeah, because that's the normal trip the students take. Yeah, yeah, we all it was take great. That. It was yeah. like, I was like, I could either rent a car out of Chicago for $150 and drive in the streets of Chicago, or I can get on this bus for yeah. $11. Yeah, it's and great. And you stop just, in yeah, it half full. It half Peoria, yeah. I think it's one of the stops, maybe. So you went back there. I know, I keep, I keep hijacking your story. <laughs> no, but you're more interesting. I'm a great like listener. I'm, I'm known for being a great listener. <laughs> Now I'm being one of those guys who makes fun well, about you, him. Well, I like listening to you, Todd. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me so I sure. can listen to you. <laughs> so tell me about the University of so University of Illinois. Mm. Well, that was just like they didn't advertise it. They had Marina Franklin. They had the background was green. Um, the audience was mostly Asian and white they and u of i is known for having black students like it's my own i was like i'm going back to my college i was kind of excited yeah. and then there was one black student <laughs> i was like did you guys not put up anything like you didn't say that i used to go here or they're like why would we do that you know yeah there's sometimes there there's like this cluelessness where you're like you show up and there's like no bottles of there's no water there's nothing backstage like you didn't want to put Oh, yeah, you didn't, your contract didn't mention that I want a bottle of water. Like, I love the blank stares they yeah, give you when you ask. Because, yeah. like, when I was in Missouri and I said, um, can I have water? And she says, um, what? We like water. <laughs> can I have water? Um, um, okay. Where do you, what do you have to figure out? I don't understand what's happening yeah. to you. Like, it's just simple. So it's you like know water. what water is? And I just said, I want some. <clears throat> And they just, you know, I go kind of, I kind of joke around a little bit more than I used to when I first started out doing college. I used to be really nervous and quiet. Now I'm like, like, hey, you know, but sometimes they just look like they're terrified of, you know, I don't know, like if they're, if they're very religious and maybe I'm saying something, I don't know. So So how did that show go? That Missouri show didn't, it was good. No, the Illinois one. Oh, the Illinois one did not go. I, I, my, and my sister came with me who lives in, um, she lives right near, next to Urbana Champagne. So she was getting mad. <laughs> she said, I was getting mad that they weren't laughing at some of your jokes. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't get mad. <laughs> it happens. She goes, I thought it was really funny. She goes, I thought you were really good. I go, it was painful. The whole experience. Yeah. And when they're not laughing, the show, it's just, oh, cause the they joke, were, each joke doesn't last as long. <sighs> Because they were religious. Oh. Like Asian students, and I do remember this on the campus of University of Illinois, the Asian students were very religious. Like I actually remember being there in the union, which is where I was, and one of the students came up to me once and said, do you know God? And I said, I think he's around, yeah. Do you... um, do you pray? And I said, nah, you know, sometimes maybe, well, do you know where you're going? And I said, I think I know where I'm going. Well, this is where I'm going. And he showed himself going to heaven. He said, where you're going, he showed my, me going to hell. (laughs) I was like, thank you. That's that non-judgmental thing that there. Yeah. I said, thanks a lot. And then, uh, after that, he, uh, uh, so, Oh, sorry. You're checking your phone. My Siri, uh, my Siri's thing. 
Oh, no, it's a can- oh sorry. That's okay. Well, uh, maybe we'll cut this out. Or, or maybe we'll expose you. Maybe I'll make it a fun moment on the show. I got did you get a text? My boyfriend. I have a boyfriend now. You have a boyfriend? I don't think so. Maybe not. It all, I don't know. It you don't want to talk about your boyfriend on this, do hmm? Do you want to talk about your boyfriend on my podcast? Sure, why not? Is it the guy you mentioned last time? Um, who did I say? I, I go through so many phases with people. Um... So Let's many. not talk about okay, personal stuff because he might no. beat me up. No, he can't fight. Oh well, then who is this fucking asshole? No, <laughs> no he's a great guy. I won't say his name, but All he's right. a wonderful. After, well, after we shut the mic off, well, uh, you can tell me who he is. He likes that I talk about. about him. He would. Yeah. What was the fight about? And I can't. Oh, I can't you really say what that right. is because yeah, he'll. It's personal. He, you know what it is. I don't I, get personal. I will on say. This show. I know you don't. We talked about that. Like I talk about all my personal. Oh, stuff you can on tell. Stage. You can get personal. I'm just not going to like probe. I know. But anything you want to talk about that's horrible. Well, I'm definitely in a new relationship. Um, out of one. Went through a little phase with one guy that I was seeing. Maybe that's the guy I was thinking of. That's probably the one. That's the story that's a lot of fun. Oh, you want to tell it? it well, hopefully it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, this is the big story. This, this you is told, the big I one. I asked you to bring a story, so this, this is, is it. This is the big one. So let's unveil. Here we go. Here, let's put a little pressure on it. Telling a story about her, a guy she was seeing is Marina Franklin. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, now there's pressure. Does he... Will he care that you're telling the story? No, the guy... This is not the guy I'm seeing now, so I don't okay. care if this guy cares, because okay. I won't say his name. Okay. But I will say that after I got out of my relationship with previous guy, I dated this guy who was a brother. Uh, you know, I date white guys. <laughs> yeah. So I dated a brother. I don't know why I say brother, by the way. It's so weird. Because it's, it's 1971. <laughs> It sounds it so disconnected. Oh. It doesn't. It, it's like ill. I know. I could never say brother. But um, no, I haven't. I hadn't dated a black guy in a while. So I was, like I told you, I do that on stage. I was bit off, and um, but he turned me out. I like he was my rebound, mm-hmm. and he's a comic, mm-hmm. and he does pretty well. Um, but he lives in L.A., and he was here. During like I guess the pilot season thing or whatever. He was in New York for pilot season. Though when they do the um, oh upfronts, upfronts. Oh, this guy's successful then. Hmm. He's gonna know who we're. This. No, he's not that successful. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he he's not that. Okay. Trust me. So anyway. He was doing it, and I was not, when he didn't care that I wasn't, I was, you know, because I did Jim Gaffigan, I was hoping that I would be in Upfronts, but I wasn't, and he didn't care about the fact that I wasn't. But we met, and we were hanging out, and then we went to, I didn't realize that he liked me at all. I never know when a guy likes me at all. And we were hanging out at this bar, and I was getting a little drunk. <laughs> and he's like, hey, so, you know, I'm staying at the hotel. Do you want to go? I go, What? Because I didn't know. He said they're hanging out. The people from the... Uh, they're all hanging out in the lobby. Right. He wasn't saying come to my room. He was. Oh, he but was. I wasn't picking that up. When he said go to the lobby, I thought we were going to go to the lobby. Yeah, it sounds like there's a people hanging out. Let's but there was them. nobody hanging out. And he said, well, we'll just go upstairs. And I was like, oh. And you well, fell for that? He said he had to iron his shirt. Oh, my God. 
I sure did. I thought that was. You I know. have to iron a shirt at one thirty in the morning. It was actually. It was. It was like oh, iron. A sh- that sounds like some. Uh, I would say that as a joke. It was. Well, I thought because this was actually. This was actually. This was. Let me I have a job interview at two a.m. and I really need to iron my shirt <laughs> on a Saturday. Okay. So, I bought it. So he says. So just to stay on track here. You meet this guy. You met him at... The- I actually met him at the Comedy Cellar. Okay. Then he said, do you want to go to this party? Yes. And you went to the party. And there was nobody in the lobby. Oh, wait. You went from the Comedy Cellar yeah. to his hotel. I messed up the story. Okay. So we went to the hotel. No one in the lobby. He said... I said, well, do you... This is when I said, do you want to go to a bar? And he doesn't drink. He says, oh. I said, so you... Well, what will we do if you can't drink? And he said, well, actually, we can still go, but I got to iron my shirt. I said, you have to iron your shirt. He said, yeah, because I have to get ready for this thing tomorrow, so I have to iron my shirt first. So I bought it. I have to iron my shirt while I'm out with you. So he went upstairs, <laughs> and he ironed his shirt. He ironed his shirt. And I, we talked, and, and, as, and I get uncomfortable. I talk a lot. So I was seeing a couple making out outside his window, and I was talking about it. He goes, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. I was like, oh. You handed him that. Yeah. But nothing happened still. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay. So, and, and at that time I'm thinking, no, he's just, we're just hanging out. I'm in my mind. I'm like, I think he, no, no, we're just hanging out. So then we, we actually go to the bar. Um, and we, we meet a friend of his who was also at the upfronts and we're hanging out for a while. I'm getting drunker actually. And then as we, as we're leaving, he goes, yeah, he goes, his friend helps him out. I need to iron another shirt. <laughs> I just realized I need to iron another shirt. Yeah, he goes... I really enjoyed ironing a shirt in front of you last time. Like, like, uh, love it if you joined me. It went so well the first time that I ironed a shirt in front of you. So, yeah, so he did go. His friend helps him out. And he goes, yeah, why are you... I, was, I guess I should leave. That, I said, I'll see you later. He goes, no, why? His friend goes, why would you leave? Hang out some more. He helps him, you know. Helps him. Oh, does like an assist. Yeah. And I go, well... Um, I mean, but everyone's gone, right? And he goes, yeah, well, we could just hang out. Or what you, I mean, you're not doing anything, right? And I go, oh, but now I start, it starts, I start to realize I still think there's plans and, yeah, you know, and then as I'm on the elevator going up, I'm like, okay, I think this is something's about to happen. It's probably a signal. If he's, if he shows up in an iron shirt, his friend knows <laughs> that the shirt's ironed. I have to, I'm, I have to be a wingman. <laughs> So anyway, we see, we get to his room, and we're just I'm talking. The a three lot. of you now? No, no, the guy, the guy's gone. I would never have done that if there was no. But so guy. his friend is saying, "Why are you?" His friend just was helping him. His so, friend was in, a, go in from the same that, hotel. How did it go from that to you going back up to the guy's room? Well, he said to you. Well, he said. What he said, you guys should go hang out in his I, room. Honestly, I was so drunk. I thought the guy was saying we'd all hang out in the lobby, okay. and then somehow I'm on the elevator. I'm a little drunk, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then as I'm on the elevator, and the guy gets off on his floor, I'm realizing, oh. Oh, you guys rode the elevator together. Okay, so you thought it was going to be like three of you hanging out. Yeah, in the lobby or right, something. Right. I didn't know we were going up to his 
room. And then I realized what just happened. It was like a, you know, yeah. an assist. An and assist, then, yeah. Yeah. And now I'm in this room and I'm talking and I, and I'm like, I literally did this. I jumped on his bed, took off my shoes and said, I should probably get going. <laughs> I did that. That's not mixed signals. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I was like, wow. Mm. And then, yeah. And he's so, like, what do you mean by get going? Yeah. So then it happened. Really? Yeah, and it was amazing. It turned me out. He turned me out. He was really good. <laughs> and then, um, so then, look, I'm getting all shy. Well, so. I'm getting all shy. No, but he was good. He was really good. Yeah. And he kept saying, I've always wanted this. I've always wanted this. And I was like, yeah, this is good. So anyway, so basically... I I did that thing in the morning where you're like, oh, what am I doing? I should leave. And he was like, I want to, you don't have to leave. It was really, I think he said something about his shirt, actually. I got more shirts. <laughs> I got like six shirts that are unironed. <laughs> I just refilled the iron, put some more water in the iron. It seemed like a brand new iron. <laughs> And so then I, um, you know, you're the only one who can make me laugh, like really laugh like no, that's that. That's not true. Um, so then I, I left and he said, please call me later. So I said, oh, that, well, at least it wasn't like a one night, one night stand. So anyway, I get in a cab, cab driver looks at me like he knows I have done bad things. And, um, it's just that shameful, not a walk, but a cab ride. And I get home and I go boxing. Yeah. Um, and then I he calls me and we talk and he says, yeah, I'd like to like hang out with you again. But, you know, I'm going back to L.A. He says, do you ever go out to L.A.? You know, because I really like our rhythm. <laughs> you know, I like to do that again. I was like, well, I don't go out to L.A. usually unless they call me. Seriously. I was like, unless they call, I don't go. And then um, lo and behold, the next day they called they, as someone from LA, they wanted me to go out. That there. was his friend making doing a fake. <laughs> the assist guy's like, "Yeah, this is really the NBC. We really need you to come out here. Pay your own. You have to book your own ticket." And uh. <laughs> well, you know what was funny was they. It was. It was actually I was supposed to go out there to test for a pilot. For I can't name drop here, but I will name drop. It was for John Cryer's wife, <laughs> and um, I like the name dropping without knowing the name that you're <laughs> dropping. <laughs> and um, so I was like, "Oh my god!" So I'm going out there next week. That's awesome because I was just with this. I I didn't say for the show, but I'm thinking about this guy, and. Um, they actually have me flying out. They don't know yet the flight. They were going to put me on a Southwest airline, actually, a horrible Southwest airline. Don't they have airline. to fly first class? Oh, they, I, my manager fixed this situation. There's no, no it was stop. a 13-hour flight to L.A., <laughs> and I said, I'm That's, not going to Australia. Yeah. I'm going to California, so I will not. And what kind of network is flying you on a 13-hour flight? They were, I don't know what they were doing, like, but it didn't make me feel good about myself. I'll tell you what, I felt like, why audition me? I feel like you've already made like a decision. It sounds like a web series would do that. Yes. We found the cheapest flight. It's there, There's a seven-hour layover in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> seven-hour layover in Charlotte. Okay. So, well, I'm not going to be coming out there. So to get to the, so I call the guy and I'm like, guess what? And this is a very nervous moment because as a woman, you're not sure, you feel like now you get to call his bluff basically because mm -hmm. I don't know how he's going to respond to the fact that now I am actually coming out there next week. Yeah. So I said to him, I am coming out there next week. Long pause, long pause. And then he says, God is good. 
God is good. God is good. And I said, okay, well, we, we, we've gone to religion. That's not good. <laughs> Something's off. <laughs> I know what is good, but God, not God. <laughs> so basically, uh, he says, yeah, well, when you come in, you know, I said, well, it's tricky. You know, the flight situation, he goes, okay, well, let me know. And just let me know. And then he got off the phone. I said, well, I don't know about this. It's weird. Too quick. Yeah. And that was like a Thursday, you Uh know, so the weekend passed and there was no calls from him. Not really. And I knew then, and I'm telling other people, I'm like, what does this mean if he's not calling? And I know what it means. He should have sent you a text saying, hey, I'm really excited. Yeah. There was none of that. Or a call. None. Yeah. And then I knew, and then I got nervous and I was like, uh oh. And then I kind of called the day before I left and he was like, oh yeah, I'm really excited you're coming. And I was like, but you didn't let me know for like two days that you were excited. So I don't know. And then he says, well, why don't you, when you get here, come to my studio? And I'm like, no, I don't want to be a fan of yours. Like I'm not here to be, I'm there to do my thing and you know. But we'll see. So I get to L.A. Um, I rent a car. I'm a horrible driver. And he calls me, and he's like, so just come to my studio. And I go, no, you know, no, I don't want to do that. I'll just go to the hotel. You know, why don't we meet there? You know, he says, well, just when you get settled, call me. So I get to the hotel. I'm exhausted. I'm jet lagged. I'm really tired. I, the drive is awful. And... He gets upset when I say, can you come to the hotel? He goes, well, I really think you should meet me at the studio. And I go, well, I'm really tired. And why don't we just hang out here? I got to prepare for this pilot and just have dinner or something. He's like, where is this place? And this is where I got the joke because he gets upset. And I go, well, it's in um, where all the studios are, Burbank. Yeah. You know, it's the Marriott or something. He goes, well, I don't know where that is. I got a really nice car and I need to know where that is because I, I don't know where that is. I could get pulled over by the police. And so your really nice car have a GPS on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh-huh. And then I said, I text him and I said, why don't we just wait another day? And he gets upset. He's like, you know what? He goes, um, maybe I was too excited about everything. And maybe I had expectations about this that I thought, you know, and I'm just going to take it down a notch and I'm going to let this go. I was like, what? Why are you getting upset? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. I was like, and then I was like, God, I haven't dated black guys in a while. <laughs> Did I do something wrong? Like, this is where I just felt like, what what's, what was with the, the area and the police pulling them over? I, I didn't. It sounded like he didn't want to come to you for some reason. And and the, and I thought he was lying. I thought he was just trying to manipulate. It sounded like he really wanted you to come to his studio for some reason, but I can't. Do you know why? I have no... Maybe to show off. So that was it? That was the... That was the end of the... No. Oh. No, that's not the end of it. Oh, okay. No. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I tell stories like a woman. I really do. I'm There's sorry. a lot of details. podcast. I got a lot of time. <laughs> You're never going to have me back, are you? Oh, I haven't had anyone back, so mm. don't worry about it. 
Mm. No repeats. Trust me. So what happened was he pulls up. So he finally decides to come to the hotel because I guess, you know, because I'm thinking to myself, I guess he wants to do this today because whatever woman is in his life, she's scheduled Tuesday through Thursday and he needs to get me in on Monday. I'm I'm figuring all of this out because yeah. he has to have me on Monday. He's so upset. He didn't call me for two days. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know? So he basically comes and picks me up and he's in a, um, a very expensive Bentley. Oh my God! White convertible Bentley. That's a super. And I'm uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, and I'm actually annoyed because I'm thinking, "What an asshole!" Like, what comic buys a Bentley? <laughs> Hello. You know. I do. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you saw what was parked out front. <laughs> but does that say that says like I didn't? It says something about it. Like in New York, I didn't it's know that was his personality. Yeah, it's a little showy. We were in a cab. Yeah. He had cab personality. Yeah. Now he's got, now I see who he is and he's, it's like, and then he's like got his sunglasses on and I'm like, oh my God, I'm stepping in and I, he had the convertible thing down the roof down and we we're drive away and I go, can you put it up the roof? And he goes, why? I go, it's just not, I don't need to see the sky and I just, I don't know. This is not me. And he goes, are you crazy? He goes, you know how long it took me to get this thing down? I got it. It's just, it's just too much, you know. And then he looks at me and he goes, you know who you, um, oh, he got, he snapped at me. That's nice. So, we start, it is a second date. You should expect it. We start talking and he goes, you don't, he goes, you don't know how to have a conversation. I go, what? He goes, I just asked you something and you answered it. And then I said something and you didn't want to ask me. And I go, what, what are you, what? He goes, you don't know how to, you, you don't know how to have a conversation. I was like, this guy has had people around him going, yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just looking at him like, okay. And then he goes later, he goes, you know who you remind me of? And I go, who? And he goes, um, Don Cheadle. <laughs> Don Cheadle. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, first of all, well, the actor, actress in me was like, yes. Right. You know, like I am solid actor that Don Cheadle. Yeah. Versatile. Yeah. But then the woman in me was like, I, do I look like a man? And it's not like there were probably answers you would have enjoyed more than Don. I just, (laughs) you know what it is? He's like, he's like, Don Cheadle does not have a conversation either. (laughs) Who knows that about Don Cheadle? But he, Guy cannot have a conversation. He seemed to. He says the way you talk, the way you, you, his lips don't move, your lips. But I just felt like he was trying to place me, like as a black man, he was trying to. Because he's also from Chicago, which will be a hint to who he may be. But and well, I'm from Chicago, we different areas of Chicago. He's from the South Side. I'm from like the suburbs. So I, I felt like he was just didn't get me as a black woman, like he was trying to figure out, you know, as if you think about Don Cheadle, he's, you know, he's so versatile. He could play any role. I, you know, so I don't know what that was, but it was crazy. I still slept with him though. We went to his house. (laughs) I still slept with him. We went to his house and I went into one of the rooms. He has an apartment actually. And one of the rooms had like, without saying who he works for, but there was the picture of the guy he works for. It looks like a god in the room. And then there was a picture on the right of him, just him. But I didn't know it was there because it was a, it was the 
whole wall. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was his face until like I saw these eyes peering at me and I said, I am dealing with a real egomaniac. Like I need to get out of here. Wow. So was that the last you saw of him? No, I mean like he drove me back the next morning. Um, I mean, and that was a weird morning because he was in that room with the picture of himself working out. And I, cause I got out of bed and I was like, well, where is he? And he was in there meditating. And I was like, Oh God, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and, um, he drives me back to the hotel. This was the agreement that he'll drive me back. Mind you. And I have to do this pilot thing. Mm-hmm. Now, in any of that story, did you hear me talk about any preparation for it? Right. Nothing. So, self-sabotage, that's me. So, he drives me back to the hotel. Get to the hotel. And uh, I go to the, the thing, um, the set. And it's horrible. You know, my contacts, get the woman gets glue in my eye. You know, and I think I blame her, but it's really because I haven't slept. Mm-hmm. My contacts are foggy, and I'm on the set. And um, so you spent the night with him the night before your audition. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a stay at home night. Yeah. Yes. And but they didn't give me anything really to. I mean, I didn't prepare. Yeah. So I get there, and it's a panel show with a bunch of women, which we need more of, mm-hmm. and. I'm sitting there on the panel, and they did not give us anything to prepare. They were like, no, we just want you to, like, be ready on the set. We'll give you topics and then go, which is a dangerous thing for me. First question, I'm sitting on the panel. The girl says to me, she goes, "Um, so what was the dirtiest thing that anyone's ever said to you during sex? I'm I'm ready with that answer because, obviously, I just had some, you know, some some sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm ready. That's the only thing I had. I was like, oh, I got this one. So I looked at her and I go, I had a guy say to me, I am feeding that vagina. <laughs> now, I will say this. Um, there's a lot of like mouths dropped. And I think I heard something in the back, like fall, like in the boom room. Someone fainted. Someone, something fell. And it was like, I could hear, you know, you could just hear people go, what? That's a good answer. I mean, they're asking, you didn't ask, you didn't bring up the question. No, I didn't bring up the question. Exactly. And the show was supposed to be called, like, it's supposed to be about women talking dirty and being funny. That's not even, that's something you could say on TV. But they didn't look like they wanted it. They even wanted to call the show Vagina. And yet me going, (laughs) you know. Um, feeding that vagina and then the one actress who was on it she goes I actually kind of like that <laughs> you know but uh, needless to say they didn't look like they wanted me um, back. and then I remember someone said well what did you say back to that and I said well nothing because my face was stuffed in the pillow and I was like <laughs> I thought it was funny you know uh, but they were like no and they didn't have me back on the you know how they kind of like when they have these panel shows and they're doing an audition, they, they bring you in and then they bring you out. They bring in different people, bring them in and out. They didn't bring me back in for huh. a while. And then towards the end, there was another black woman there who's a little bit more, you know, down, sassy and stuff. And she was really good. Um, and they loved her. And they brought me back on with her, and she was doing all the, you know, like, when I get a man, you know, a man, he's got his move down, and, you know, he can really get it down, and, you know, that's that's an older man, because he knows what he wants, and and I just didn't have any of that. 
I was Don Cheeto. Oh, man. So that was the last you you heard from that guy? He called me to see how it went. I was wasted at the hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. And he got mad at me because I was talking to a girl who I was also drinking with at the hotel because it was such a horrible audition. Yeah. I mean, they sent me. They, they said, you can go. Like, it was bad. So I get, I get to the hotel. I'm just drinking. So I'm talking to him on the phone. And this girl, I'm like, this is, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll see you later. And he goes, are you talking to me or are you talking to her? Like, which one? I would probably be a little, depending on how many times you stepped away to talk to someone else. I didn't, I just, it was literally like. I'm on his side on this one. Thing. Oh, but come on. I'd give you a he's couple of them. He's got a Bentley. <laughs> he's I like got that a, guy he's with a Bentley. douchebag. I like that a guy with a Bentley irons his own shirts, though. That, that's something that's been. I didn't put that one together. Yeah, you can get that done for like a buck. I got four shirts I have to pick up. Huh. You're right. I didn't think about that. He's down earth. Huh. You uh-huh. think? So well, yeah. I mean, basically, he was he got mad because I I was saying to her, I'll talk to you later. And he goes, and he goes, you know what? Bye. And that was it. That was the last I've ever heard from him. That was it. That was it. I, it was a sad plane ride on Southwest Airlines back to New York. I thought you, your manager took care no, of it. No, I'm joking. Oh. Um, so he, you just said, did you, you said to him, him. All right, I'm talking to you now, or? I said, well, I was, yeah. And he says, I said, I was just trying to talk to her because I met her. He's like, you know what? Bye. Oh, I see. He didn't give and you, that was it. He didn't give you a chance to get back on track with him. No, he wasn't interested. Wow. And you haven't um, heard from him since? I called and left a message saying, I think you're upset with me. Um, good luck on your show. Because he was doing a show that was, you know, his up front. So he was doing a show. Of course, the show didn't go well, so I'm glad. I'm happy about that. I saw the show, and I was, like, not impressed. And I was like, you know what? Good, good. Good, Marina. You didn't need to be That's with him. That's a lot of uh, tension in, like, hanging out twice. Like, two two fights. Yeah, it was too much. Like, and one good fight within the first two days is acceptable. I'm joking. <laughs> but the thing is, is, like, it was so intense. When, you know, like he made it intense and then been, then it was like, and then I became a girl where I was like, maybe I'm reading into this, but he made, you see guys say things like I've always wanted to be like, he would say little things that sort of was clued me in that he was also an asshole. Like he would say, oh, what would the comedy community think about you and I being together? I was like, ew, ew, where's that Rihanna? And I'm not Rihanna and you're not like, uh, what's his, what? Chris Brown, Chris Brown, who, what, who cares? What are you talking about? I mean, you know. But it was his ego was just too much. I still look at his pictures though on Instagram every now really? and then to see who he was with. It was the, the only thing was the connection was good because he likes house music. Likes house music. <laughs> yeah, we had that connection going. Yeah, that was about it. You found a black guy who liked I house music. A, I was finally. I was with a black. I was like, okay, I'm with a black man. Thought that would be something good to do, and he likes house music, and he's from Chicago. And I thought, oh Didn't god, you just people will know like who eight, he is. Eight million dudes. Not in the comedy business. Not in the comedy community. <laughs> mm. Do you have anything you want to plug, Marina? Was that a sad story? No, that was it. That was a lot of hills and valleys in that story. <laughs> the Don Cheadle thing was the. Uh, that was the clinch. Yeah, that was the. 
That is ridiculous. You know what's funny is like I always want to tell the Don Cheadle part on stage, but I feel like everyone will go, "Who's who's that?" Right, you'd see people turning. Who's that, Don Cheadle? Yeah, and I'd have to reference. I the, think he's well known enough where the people you want laughing at that joke would understand. Would I have to reference Hotel Rwanda? And make no, because then, then then you're just killing the moment. <laughs> And you like, he, said, he said, you look like Don Cheadle. You know the guy from Hotel Rwanda? If they don't know who Don Cheadle is, they probably don't know about the movie Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> well, they know Iron Man. Iron Man. Um, yeah, what do, you got, what do you got going on? Any dates you want to plug? I have... Well, after that story, people probably won't go. Um, I have in Chicago... I'm headlining at Zany's. Oh, I like that club. I haven't been there in years. January 8th through the 12th. Wow, that's weird because January 10th and the 12th, I'll be in Los Angeles at the Riot Festival. What else you got? <laughs> Wait, 8th through the 12th at Zany's downtown? Yeah. That's a cool, I like that club. I'm excited. Yeah, and I have like, it's like, these tickets are going fast. I really? Think. Nah, maybe huh? not. No, they're, they're going. I mean, a lot of people, I know so many people in Chicago. Hopefully that guy won't go. He doesn't live there though, does he? But he goes back there. He's from there. He might be in the front row. That would if be If hilarious. you see a Bentley parked out front. The sad thing is he's really hot. I miss that part. Really? Yeah, his personality sucked, but... He's really sexy. With no personality? Well, he's funny, you know, but his, his you know, it would have been a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> Any other dates you got? Um, I am at the Comedy Cellar New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Comedy Cellar New York. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. And, um, yeah, I think that's all that I have. I think I'm doing something in Indiana, the University of Indiana in February. And I think I'm in New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans in February as well. Where was the one before February? Before New Orleans? <laughs> before New Orleans? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I forget all these I guess things. I could just listen back. Yeah. Where are you playing you, in New Orleans? Dan Natterman and I are doing a college. Really? In New Orleans. Tulane? I have no idea. New Actually, Orleans is I cool. Know. I like the idea of you and Dan Natterman roaming around New Orleans. Yeah, the guy who booked us said, you guys know each other. You could just share a hotel room. Are you serious? <laughs> That's, that is such a red flag. And Dan was like, yeah, I gotta go. No. We're not going to share a hotel. Also, like, there's two comments. You get two hotel rooms. There's not. I know. It was really funny. But, um, yeah, in Indiana. Oh, Indiana. But I don't know. Are these are these dates on your website? I They're don't not, have right? the Indiana one on my website. That one's not. All 90% of my listeners are from Indiana. Oh. <laughs> well, somewhere in Indiana. But if you go on my website, which is marinafranklin.com, which was, you know, inspired by Todd Berry. He's the one who yeah, started I'm the guy, that. I'm the guy who started websites. He's the one who got me to get that together. You can see my schedule. I said, I'm like, I don't know why I'm talking so That's proper right, right Cause now. Because it's because I, I got very, like, formal. Like, so what do you have to plug? All right, Marina. Twitter? Uh, what is I Marina Franklin? Yeah, you were good. Um, oh, yeah, Twitter. My Twitter, I need more followers. Let's get some more followers. that's what the industry needs. That's, it's like I'm no one if I don't get more followers. Um, Marina Y. Franklin. You couldn't get Marina Franklin? No, some Brazilian chick has it. I'm going to talk to her. And she's not funny. Okay. But she's very cute. 
So Marina Y. Franklin. Franklin on Twitter. I'm always going back and forth with Joe DeRosa, Keith Robinson, and Will Vince on there. They trash me constantly. Really? Oh, and Jermaine Fowler. We always like fight. Oh my God. They said that they said that for Thanksgiving, Marina's probably eating her cat. That was the last that. tweet. I don't even understand that. Because they think I just love my cat, and that's oh. it. No, what's wrong with loving your... You're supposed to love your cat. And I do love my cat very much. Thanks, Marina. No, thank you, Todd. It was fun, I hope. Yeah, it was. But shake a dang. Shake dang. a dang, dang. That's your it's catchphrase. Thanks, Marina. We'll see you next time. Yay. Oh, I'll be back? Oh, I don't know. I'll be out of the business <laughs> by then. All right, everyone. That was Marina Franklin. That was a fun talk. Anyway, I have uh, the tour date I mentioned in L.A., January 10th and 12th, Riot Fest. Then I'm in uh, Sacramento at the Comedy Spot, 17th and 18th of January. February, um, uh, I'm at the, what is it, Foxwoods. Comics at Foxwoods at the end of the month. Then I go to Gilda's Club Fest in Grand Rapids in March. ToddBerry.com for all that information. At ToddBerry, Twitter. Go to feralaudio.com for this podcast and lots of other good podcasts. Thank you. See you next week. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.